J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world of web and AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is with us live via telephone. The brand-new book is called Reb Getzel. When you order the book, as we always say, go to artscroll.com and use promo code radio. When you go to artscroll.com, the rule is always use promo code radio. You get your discount, plus you get your free shipping. And in this case, you get an amazing book. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is out with a brand-new book entitled Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. It's on the Shire Press label. Um, uh, from Artscroll, and again, uh, you'll find it at artscroll.com. When you go there, always use promo code radio. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachman. You know, I feel like I was just here. <laughs> well, in a way, you were. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's great to have you. Know, this, is, this is the problem with you. You're churning out books so often, you are always just here. <laughs> I last we spoke, I was standing in Rob Grossman's living room. Right. My gosh. And I gave you a little cameo of what was coming up, and you, I put Rob Grossman on the phone with you. That was an amazing morning, and uh, do you know how many people still talk to me about that book, what kind of life changer it was for them? Well, it's still selling like a brand new book. Yeah. It came out before Pesach, and it's still selling like a brand new book, and it's selling out like 5,000 copies. It's like unbelievable what's going on with that book. It is an amazing book, and those of you who haven't seen it yet or haven't bought it yet, make sure to do so. It's an incredible Musser Safer if you want you and your kids to learn what it's like to be uh, an exceptional and incredible human being and an exceptional and incredible Jew. And Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is the one who brought that to life. Uh, Rabbi Seltzer's brand new book is Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. And frankly, Rabbi Seltzer, I said to myself when I was told by the people at Art Scroll that this book was coming out, I said, should I have heard of Reb Getzel? And frankly, I don't think Reb Getzel would care whether one heard or didn't hear of him, meaning that that... He would He would want you not to hear of him. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, look. Let, let's let's do. I'll, I want to help. I want to try to do a little bit of a summary, and then and then we'll get into some of the details. But the the reality is that Reb Getzel was somebody who um, was an exceptional businessman that, and, and a visionary when it came to the business world, and really had only one goal. It seems, and that was to do what was necessary. You called it a builder of an empire of Chesed, and I agree with you. Obviously, there's a lot of Chesed involved. But not just Chesed, whatever Jewish leadership or Jewish initiatives required funding, he wanted to be there to do it. And I think that there's something yeah. I think there's something really special about that. I'm not minimizing those who dedicate their lives to Chesed. He did, and many people do. But I think it was even beyond that uh, when it came to building institutions, when it came to being there in situations like Jewish education and other sometimes unattractive causes, right? Sometimes, sometimes building buildings and understanding the importance of educating uh, our youth, you know, in future generations. Sometimes those are not uh, the, the most prominent of of Chesed offerings that are out there. But he saw a vision both in Europe and the United States in terms of the future of the Jewish community, and he just wanted to be part of building it. Yeah, he built all over the world. You know what? He reminds me of Kurt Rothschild today. Right. Kurt, and both of them are very small, very small people, very short in right. stature, but great in, in, in the way they saw the world. 
Hundred percent, and also understood their influence would have an effect for generations, which a lot of people for just generations. Don't get. Uh, you know, I, when they came to me, when the family, the Friedman family, reached out to me, they have to just to make a little seder. So the uh, Reb Getzel had uh, he had uh, four kids. So there was two daughters. There was two daughters, and there was sons. So two sons. So he really had five kids. But one was one died in Europe in a bombing of uh, in during the war. Right. But uh, there's two, two burgers. And then there was Englander, of Elish Englander, who's a son-in-law, and then there was Rabbi Chaim Feldman, who's a son-in-law. So they have big supporters of Viznitz and big supporters of Bells, Machlovka, and big supporters of Samer. Very, very Chashma family. And when the family reached out to me, I was reached out to by the Sadegur Rebison. Rebison Friedman, Sarah Friedman reached, reached out to me from L.A. She was there with her husband, the Sadegur Rebbe, who was undergoing treatments at the time. It was a very hard time for her. And the Rebbitsons, this is the project that gave her, like, uh, it took her able, gave her something to, to, like, take her mind off what she was going through. When we worked on the project, she would spend nights uh, with her husband, and she would, she would be busy working on the book and drafts of the book, and it took her mind out of what she was going through. You know, so it really came at the right time. But uh, she really single-handedly pulled it together. She got a lot of other people in the family you know, involved, and they all helped. But she was the one who spearheaded the project. And when when they came to me and they asked me to write this book about Rabbi Gessel, who passed away 45 years ago, and I thought, right, let's 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 try to understand what's the hook over here. What's like what's special? Why should people want to know about Rabbi Gessel? And this and the truth is, the more I got to know him, the more the more I got to know of him, the more I realized. But when I originally my original thought was, okay, here's a person. He's a rich man, very rich man, like the biggest real estate owner in England. Right. He owned. If you read the newspapers, I quoted some of the articles. Uh-huh. Man, Mamish owned, he was a landlord, the biggest landowner in, in England. Uh-huh. Okay, but a lot of rich people, a lot of rich people. So we're not going to write books about every rich person. Uh, so he was a big Balchesed. A lot of Balchesed. You know, he was amazing, Balchesed, but a lot of amazing. Balchesed Kaisal, full of amazing Balchesed. Right. So what else? Then there's a third thing. He was a Satmar Rebbe's right-hand man. Right. Now put together the fact that he was the biggest, tremendous Balchesedaka, tremendous Balchesed. Very wealthy man, big builder, plus the fact he didn't live in, in Williamsburg. He lived in London. But the Sama Rebbe reached out to him. He met him as a bacher in Europe when he was the Rebbe and he was a bacher. And they talked in learning. And that conversation that they had made enough of an impression on the Sama Rebbe that years later, decades later, he's reaching out to Gessel Berger and he's asking him to become his right-hand man. Yeah. Oh, boy, you're, you're mentioning so many things here. You know, it's funny. You don't even mention... The Satmarebba on the cover of the book. Like I was saying to myself, I wonder, you know, especially if you want to sell books, <laughs> and we know how people, you know, view the the story of the Satmarebba. It's always an intriguing story, whether you're from the Satmar, whether you're from the Satmar community or not. It's always an intriguing. So he's one of the most amazing, per- whether you agree with him or not, it's one of the most amazing personalities in modern Jewish history. Uh, and I said to myself, if you really want to sell this book, you know, why not mention that he's his right hand man to the Satmarebba? But but it's funny, as much as that, and by the way, in the book, you sort of portray it that way. That, that was one of his main functions. But in it the, was. Right. It really but, was. but in the scheme of things, it's really just a, I don't want to use the word small, but it's just a part of what he did. It was sort of, and, 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 and in some ways, I would say a culmination of what he did. He, he doesn't re-meet the Sat, he doesn't reunite with the Sat Marebetal much later in life, right? He was already way into middle age yeah. when he started going on missions for the Rebbe. When he became a chassid of the Rebbe, right. he was well into middle age already. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know, he, he's, he built his empire financially in his chassid empire and starts building all around the world important Jewish institutions uh, without even having, re, I keep saying re-met, and without having been reunited with the Satmar Rebbe. And by the way, what does this say, Rabbi Seltzer, about old ties? 
What does it say about old? Because, you know, people like myself who are getting up there in age, you know, we look back at some of the people who've been helpful to us, some of the people who've been important to us in our lives, and it's amazing how many of them are people that we know for 35, 40, 45 years. And, and, and look at this, this reunion between the two of them, just remembering what they were like in their youth, that sincerity of youth that they both, both enjoyed about each other comes back to, to help create something so special later on. Uh, so first of all, you speak, your enthusiasm and excitement of life is like a 25-year-old, okay? <laughs> That's number one. Thank you. Okay? You are so, you have more excitement and more going on over there than, than people who are like uh, 18 in camp on Color War Night by the Grand Sing when they won. Thank you. <laughs> That's number one. Number two is that I have to go with you on this one. The, the, if you think about your, the big friendships you have in your life, you yeah. realize the majority of them happen when you're young. Yeah. That's when we become friends with people, and that's the friendships that last. Because later on, it's like a lot of times we, we look at people like, what do they want from me? Right. Like, what is it? What, what's your motive? Why yeah. are you going out of your way? When we're kids, when we're young, we just spend time with each other. We don't want anything from each other. We just like spending time with each other. We have a Rebbe. We have somebody we like, and we connect to that person. We want to spend time with that person. And it's, it's a less ulterior motive and more like we connect to that person, and that and those are the connections that last forever. Yeah. Yeah, like you're saying. My and by the way, <laughs> I regards to you from your brother. Thank you. Yeah, and why do you, you ask? Good, why you, you ask why do I have regards to you? Well, I'm assuming you've seen him recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer is very simple. I'm, I just today finished writing the book about Rabbi Slick Shiner, the Rashiv of Kamenetz. Ah. And your brother... Is the administrator in Kamenetz, and therefore right. I've been in touch with your brother, Abigail. Very and nice. And therefore I said I'm going to send regards to you from Abigail. So, so that's so something that, we'll so, talk about in a couple months. So I was just going to okay. say, now we have to slap another conversation onto the uh, schedule, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, there's actually one before that, but you know, okay, we, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I'll tell you, there's always something in the hopper. It's funny because uh, sometimes someone from the old days will contact me and ask me for a favor, and I'll say, I, I do favors all day for people I met yesterday. I'm not going to do it for you. Like, you know, and, uh, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be a big shot. I'm just trying to say that those old Sharon, those old ties are so vital in life. And that to mm-hmm. me, and by the way, when I read the part of the book that Reb Getzel, you know, stepped forward and helped the Satan Rebbe build, not just in America, he was building around the world, but of course what I was focused on was Curious Yoel, right? He had such an important role in establishing Curious Yoel. That he was the negotiator. Right. He purchased the land. At a cra- he purchased the land. They couldn't do it. They were trying and trying to get that going, and it wouldn't go. It wouldn't work. Finally, the Rebbe brings in Rebbe Getzler from London. Rebbe Getzler manages to negotiate the, the, the project. He gets the land, and top secret, it's a great story. Yep. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it is an amazing story. Um, and the price, by the way, was also pretty amazing. But but but, <laughs> but my point is, and I, I don't want to harp too much on this, but I th- just think it's so important, especially for the younger people who read this book. The point is, I'm reading this in, about all these encounters, and they are older gentlemen at this point, right? The Sam Rebbe, this was one of his the last things he wanted to do in his life to was to make sure that his Hasidim had a had a community for themselves in this country. Correct. He said, he, I quote the line. He said, "If I don't have a community, if I don't have a." a carrier for my Hasidim, what have I done in this right, world? Right, right, which is unbelievable when you think about it in the context of rebuilding after the war. Remember, he was in a concentration camp. It's not like he, he didn't see the depths of, of, of horror, and this is what he's He speak- was in Bergen-Belsen right. with, with Rebetzin Youngreich in the same, right. same barracks. Correct. And this is what he's what he's focused on is the future. I mean, it, it's that whole piece is unbelievable. But again, when I, when I read how the two of them in this partnership <laughs> – are building a an important you know Jewish community in this country, 
and the future of the Satmar Hasidus, frankly, right? I mean, I, 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 would yeah. basically, I would basically, when I'm reading it and knowing that they knew each other, you know, as, as uh, should I say teenagers? Would that be accurate? Were they teenagers in their 20s? Uh, the Rebbe they're... was, no. The Getzel was a teenager. The Rebbe was already a uh, young girl. So I'm saying to myself, wow, there's something extra special about that, that they are, you know, g- reuniting and going through this whole process together and, and, and really, you know, tying up, so to speak, all the loose ends from so much earlier in their lives. So, I, again, I, I, I agree with you completely. I want to ask you a question. Who are your three big influences in life? Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'd have to think about this one for a while. <laughs> and, and half the people listening would be upset about who I would say anyway. <laughs> so, so I got to be really... Well, I was going to ask you who your three best friends are, but that really would, like, yeah, that you would, know... That would create a storm. Now, why do you ask that? You ask about influencers because, because why? I mean, I'm going with you over here. You're telling me this is a big deal, so let's go back in your own life. Who are the, the people from 20, 30 years ago that you say... Like the Satmarebba ends up being a huge influencer on Getzel, even though they met one time, like for a short time, when he was a Bacham, decades earlier, and that comes, like you say, it was like they struck a match, and 30 years later, the match burst into flame. Yeah, I hear that. I'm not prepared for the answer right now, but I hear what you're saying. That's okay. That's okay. You don't. You know. Well, next time we talk, you could you could tell me the answer. That's okay. Yeah. You're thousands of miles away, so I'm not worried. But <laughs> if you were here, if you were here in my studio, it would be it would be difficult to avoid it, frankly. <laughs> but right now, I'll just say I'll pass at the moment. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is with us. The book is called Reb Getzel: The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. Check it out at artscroll.com. Always use promo code Radio when you order anything from Rabbi Seltzer or any of the other authors over at uh, artscroll.com. And, you know, you you agreed with me when I said it was beyond chesed, not to minimize what people do when there are poor people, what people do. Even, by the way, even the way he fed poor people, even the way he went about the system of housing people who, you know, needed a place to stay or were new, you know, coming into England from a different country, and there were plenty of people like that in those days, of course, even the way he went about that whole system was so different than the than the traditional, you know, handouts of money. You there, Rabbi? Right. Then the tra- yeah, yeah. You know what I mean by yeah, that? Like it was a restaurant. He created yeah. a restaurant that right. people are paying money to eat in, and they're actually complaining and they're saying, "I don't like the wine. Get me a better wine." And he's going to get it for them. He's he's doing the trick that that uh, Rabbi Crone's father did, Rabbi Grossman's father, when he stayed in his house. Right. That you know that famous story. But he's doing it every single day for years. Right. That's what I mean. That he's just he thinks on a different level. He's just you know he has a different a completely different perspective, a much bigger picture thinker than this. The not only a chesed in business also. Think about it. He's the guy who he realizes that that the, England's going into the Blitz, and they're going to need batteries for their right. flashlights, and he's the guy who opens the company to make the batteries, and he becomes a multimillionaire from that, and he uses that money to go into real estate, and it becomes like a huge, huge, but it's all from someone who's thinking out of the box. Yeah. It's unbelievable, I'm telling you. I mean, you know, they're bombing London. Nobody knows if it's going to last a day or, 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 or 10 years, and he's saying to himself, you know, here's an opportunity because this is not going to end for a while. Not going to happen again, and we got to get in on this. And and yeah. he he went for it, and it changed. It just it created from that opportunity, millions and millions and millions of dollars were given out to Tzedakah because of that. We know what he was like. Uh, it, it, we know how he was viewed in terms of other Jews. I mean, it just the just the people who he helped. 
the way they thought of him and the way they admired him, and, and you can imagine the respect they had for him. But it does seem to me, not that you make a big point of this, but it does seem to me the way they write about him in the newspapers and the way people in general interact with him, that he had the tremendous respect of all human beings, not just the Jewish community. Look, you couldn't, you couldn't ignore the man. It's like, you know, sometimes you meet a person and you don't even know them, and they make a tremendous impression on you just by who they are. Their personality makes an impression. You, we, we jump to conclusions about people all the time. You know, you meet a person, you right. decide without speaking to them whether you like them or not. Here's a person, just by who he is, his essence was so royal that he, he, he was really a person that made a tremendous impression on people. It's an amazing person, really an amazing person. Like, what was the way the... He did things. I don't know if you, you saw the story I wrote. One story which I, I was not able to corroborate. I was standing in Shul in Stanford Hill, and a friend of mine from the mirror sees me, and he says, oh, what are you doing? Yes, I said, I'm writing a book about Getzel Burgers. He said, i got to tell you a story. He says, one time, Getzel Burgers standing outside in his garden one morning, and a guy sees him later that day in his garden, pacing back and forth, and he says, what, what's on your mind? So he says, I'll tell you what's on my mind. This morning, I get a call from the bank that there's a property that's being foreclosed, and do I want to buy it? But I didn't have money to, to buy it. My money's all tied up. A few hours later, I get a call from the bank that there's a ton of surplus money. They have surplus money. They want to offer it to me to use if I want to, if I want to buy a property. So I took the surplus money, and I bought the property that they offered me a few hours before. A few hours later, I get a call from someone I know who says that he wants to buy that property. Will I sell it to him? So I triple my money in one day. <laughs> I'm standing here. You ask me, what am I thinking? I'm thinking to myself, what does Hashem want from me? Yeah. Because if he's giving me all this money, he wants me to use it for the he's right purpose. He's giving it to me in one day. I get three of these opportunities. Right. One after the next, he's feeding it to me. What does he want from me? And I, so I said to myself, this is an amazing story about this person. I tried to collaborate the story, but I couldn't find anyone who, who else who knew it. And I wrote the story anyway, and I wrote in the book, it's like the Chavetz Chaim, the famous story of the Chavetz Chaim, where the judge says, you know, is that true? How could that story be true? And the judge says, well, they don't say these stories about me and you, right? right. That's what the, the yeah. lawyer said. Yeah. And I said, yeah, maybe, I don't know if it's true, but they don't say these stories about me and you. They say it about him, because that's the kind of person he was. Because Baruch gave him the Echelis, and, he, and he, he ran with it. He, he realized what his Echelis was, and he actually maximized it. And, I, and as I'm reading that story, I'm saying to myself, you know... I probably know a lot of people that are making three times their money in a day, especially the way things are going these days. You know, maybe instead of putting an extra swimming pool in the house, maybe there's something else God wants me to do with that money. Not judging okay. any, not judge, not judging anybody. Not just, we no, don't do that. No, no, I'm not judging anybody, but I am saying that if you read this book, it could change all of our perspectives yeah. about you know what we're spending, including myself, what we're spending our money on. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so. he's an amazing. This is a person. That all he cared about was he lived in a he lived in a, in a if you would go to his house you and the, the press could never understand it the press you know the British press are notorious for how they deal with celebrities right they're notorious and they couldn't they kept on trying to write exposés on Gesselberg and his family and no matter what they tried they could the man didn't even own a car he <laughs> lived in a house that was less that was more simple than his tenants. <clears throat> They didn't know what to do with him. They couldn't understand. And the more they tried to reach him, the more he was no comment. And he would go to school to learn and eat a piece of herring and a piece of bread. And that was his. And they couldn't wrap their minds around who is this man, this billionaire who is so reclusive and he doesn't want anything to do with anything. And he's not looking to be a peer of the of the realm. He's not looking to be knighted. He doesn't want any limelight. He doesn't want any press. 
He just wants me to leave me alone and let me be a chassid and let me do learn, learn Torah and Davin. By the way, there are there are Jewish billionaires in this country like that. You should know. Maybe one day you'll write books about them. But seriously, there are from billionaires in this country like that. The way you just described that, it. What, yes. That what? That live that in what? very very modest homes and and uh, you know and whose and whose children and tenants live much better than they do. <laughs> you know, even though they have billions of dollars. I'm telling you, there are. People- you should know. Even even till today, though, the Berger family. It, I was. I went to London to 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 spend time with the family. You should know they're very. They're mamish, not a family that goes crazy at all with this yeah. kind of thing. It's not of about course, that. Of course, of course. Such a special family. They're really special. I mean, when you like, re- when you, know, you yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I, I sat with Ellis Englander, his son-in-law. Yeah. He's a, he's already an older older man today, and his son is his son uh, was a big help for me for, with the book and. And uh, I sat with him in London, in Stafford Hill, and, you know, in an old Stafford Hill house. And what's exciting there of Ellis Engler, what gets him excited? He opens his wallet, he takes out a letter from the Satmar Rebbe. Satmar Rebbe wrote him 50 years ago. It's folded, a refolded, a folded, a refolded. And he opens it up, and he's showing to me this letter from the Satmar Rebbe. And that's what gets him excited. You know, I, a few days ago, I was the auctioneer at the Genazim auction in Eretz in Yerushalayim. Yeah. I can tell you what people go crazy for pieces of, of, of history. This family has so many pieces of history, like the letters, the, the manuscripts, the... It's unbelievable. They're like a treasure trove, and that's what gets them excited. Not the money. It's it's not about the money. It's about Klayistra. Yeah. They're a beautiful family. No, I hear that. I'm telling you. Um, and uh, by the way, what was the uh, what was the Shiloh he asked Rebbe Moser? I just don't remember the story. What was it that he asked Rebbe Moser? Um, you remember that? Chaim Moser. It was. Um, what was it? What was that Shiloh? It was a. There was a there was a reason why you quoted it. I don't remember what it was the context. But. He, uh, well, I think it was was it a question about about him being a rabbi, maybe right? Something to do with him being a rabbi for a specific purpose. Can he say? He's, I have to. I would have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, I don't remember. Me. Actually, did Chazar on the book, <laughs> and you got me on that point. No? <laughs> well done. This is the problem when You're you read a, when you read a book on Shabbos. You can't take notes, you know. <laughs> I, Otherwise, I would. Yeah, I would, he I would sent the letter of Chaim because he needed he needed to psak about it, something to do with, with helping Klaistral, if I'm not mistaken. I think it had to do with him being called a rabbi or something. I just don't remember but completely was, right now. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That was a long, that was an old letter from a long time ago. I don't think they have a copy of that letter. What, but you're, you know, but I'm not sure. But your point was, not but sure. your point was that, that, that it was rare for someone to write a letter like that. I don't remember the topic, but when people read it, they'll see it. It was rare for people to you know, consult with a rabbi on an issue like that. And uh, and he went ahead and did so. I think that was the point, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, tremendous pastorate. You know, it was all that pastorate. It was Getzel Berger. But, uh, you know, what? He, he was really the man. In, in, in the back of Yosef Herman, in the Lower East Side, Getzel Berger was like, like he was like the all for the boss in Stafford right. Hill. Right. Should I have heard of him? In all seriousness now, like if I, if, if I, go, if I stopped the average 40-year-old in Monroe, you, would they have heard of him or not? Yes, they all, yeah. In Monroe, they all, they all Chassidim, Chassidim in general know who he was. When Rechi Frankfurter heard that Revitzen Friedman wanted to do a piece on her, on her grandfather, she jumped at it. It was the cover of Army Magazine, because Rechi right. Frankfurter, Rabbi Frankfurter grew up hearing about it. Any Chassidim, Chassidim all know about him. If you go to Eretz Yisrael, you go to Shikut Satmer, on the shul in Bnei Brak, the big shul, it says... Donated by Gesselberger. Not because he wanted. The Rebbe made him put up the, the name on the building. He forced him. He said, to us, the minute, and you have to put it up. Otherwise, you won't find his name on things. He did not want his name on things. But in, in Shikut Satmar, you'll find his name. He also negotiated that thing. That was a big thing with the mayor of B'nai Brak. 
Getzel was involved with that. Also, Rabbi Getzel, he was the one who built Chicken Samer. He built all over Eretz Israel. He built all over America. He built all over England. He built. The, he bought the schools that the, the, the yeshivas are in. Uh, it's it's a, it's a never ending thing, and he would come with his checkbook to the rebbe, and, and and you know he said the rebbe would ask him for checks, and he would say, well, let me just give you the checkbook, write the checks yourself, and the rebbe would say, no, I want you to come, I want you to write the checks, I'll get more money that way. <laughs> and, and and once the rebbe was talking about what Getzel did, and he said, uh, uh, this is the this is the building that Getzel paid for, but this is the building that I built. The rebbe said, wow. Okay. That was the relationship, you know. If you remember, I start the book. I, I end off the book with the Rebbe standing, and he's looking. It's Moitzi Yomtiv, right? And he's standing with out him. at his window with him. And I and I just picture this scene. It's a right. poignant scene. It's so poignant. And standing next to him is one man out of all those thousands. The one is one man standing next to him. Rebbe Gessel looking out the window together. To, to me, it's like that's such a beautiful scene. I wish I had a painting of that scene. Unbelievable. Whole thing is unbelievable. Book is called Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. And uh, as you heard Rabbi Seltzer describe, and as I mentioned earlier, really the right-hand man, um, uh, if you will, of the Satmar Rebbe. Uh, but that's just one. It's just one. It's significant, Rabbi Seltzer, and you, I, you know I agree that it's significant. But when you read the whole book, it's just one piece to this unbelievable uh, life that he put together. And that's why they didn't put it on the cover, right. by the way. Exactly, because it, it, like it, it's sort of like it's a great seller for the cover, but it, it wouldn't be fair because it's not just that. It's not just that that, right. was, that was not his only tafkid in his legacy. There were so many other things that he did uh, for so many Hasidic groups, so many Jewish groups, and for d- different communities around the world, whether it's Israel and getting England. everyone out of jail in Romania. Right, we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds to get. For the Skelena Rebbe to get Yidin out out of jail in in Romania, and the and strategies, the strategies that were necessary, and the 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 the, the um the sharp the, the the sharp knowledge that he needed in order to get it done. On the diplomatic front, you should know. That's why I tell you. People ask me a lot of times, why do you why do you write books about people who are alive? And I'll tell you, I got to tell you, it's a thousand times better to write books about people who are alive. I was able to interview with guests, so I could get the real story. Right. He shows that each of those stories, how he got Harry to, to go to ask him from England to go to the United Nations to get an appointment with the, do it to the was, United Nations to go to Romania. That's that that is such a 1950s story. It would never happen today. That would never happen. Never happen. <laughs> but if I could talk to Rebbe Gessel, I could hear the real story. Right. And what about his, what about the Pachad story with his daughter, when when she was uh, begging him to get her back home when all the children were evacuated from London? You read about Robertson Grunfeld, right? You read about that Judith sure. Grunfeld and sending sure. all the kids out to Shepherd. Well, yeah. that's that's that that time, yeah. and she's in the and she's a chip off the old block. She's finally got telephone in a time when no one has telephones. Right? She's calling <laughs> her father, and she's saying, "Get, get me out of here!" And then her brother comes and like escapes with her from yeah. the village. And it's crazy. It's like it's mamish people who didn't do things like everyone else. But it sort of reminds me, there's a spiritual level to that as well. It sort of reminds me, you know, you show your hishtadlis, you show that you're ready to do what's right, what you think is best for your child, for your family, etc. And, and God's going to push you along the rest of the way. That's what's, it, it, that's how I felt when I read that. Yeah, yeah. When you're Moshe Nefesh Barakadosh Baruch Hu, and you're not willing to bend any corners, and you'll do everything you can, and you and you come, and you're... You are so determined to be a Hasidic Shayyid, even in the time when there aren't any Hasidic Shayyidin. You're determined to remain a Hasid in, in, a, in, a, in a time when no one's Hasidim. No one, no one, they look at you funny, they make fun of you. And you're like, 
I don't care. I'm an Avram Avinu. Yeah. Seemed he was afraid of afraid literally of nobody. And look at all the people he encountered in that era. Was afraid of nobody except the one above. Simple as that. Anyway, Rabbi Seltzer, always a delight. Good luck with the book. I assume the reaction so far has been very positive. Of course. The Getzel. What do you mean? The legendary of Getzel. How could it not? Baruch Hashem. It, look, in England, it's definitely flying. Oh, yeah. Is, he's, their, he's their man. But I, I think in America also, the Chassidish community, they, this is something that's mamish for them, and uh, even for anyone else. But yeah. for sure, for the Chassidish community, this is something that everyone should be reading in all the schools. It should be something that all the libraries should have, and every they should be doing book reports on Rav Getzel, because Rav Getzel was really one of the builders of, of Yiddishkeit post-war. Yeah. This is a, a, a story for everyone. It's not just a story for Satmar. Yeah, I mean, it's not just it, a story it, for... And I would add it's a story for everybody because if we can get our kids and, 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 and we as adults to read books like these and then question ourselves, are we doing what we should be doing? Are we spending our money the way we're spending our money? Are we doing chesed the way we should be doing chesed? Everyone on their own level. Not everybody has to be a regetzel and do things in the millions and hundreds of millions. But uh, everybody on their own level could certainly learn from this and, uh, and, and see how to act and what to implement in order to help people out there in our community. That's for sure. Yep. Rabbi Seltzer, I thank you so much for joining us, as usual, and uh, Mazal Tov on the brand new book. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's uh, really, Baruch Hashem, I, 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 missed, I missed being on the show when Rabbi Grossman, you had Rabbi Grossman instead of me, which I can understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you for having Rabbi Grossman. If you can have Rabbi Grossman, why would you have me? I get it. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, I did feel the lack of not being on the show. <laughs> it was a ratings grabber, Rabbi Seltzer, I'll tell you that much. It was a ratings hey, listen, grabber. I, it is what it is. It is what it is. We gotta, I can't compete with that glowing face and that long white beard. I can't compete with it. I don't have that just pun him yet, you know, maybe one day. But uh, I can completely understand why Weber Grossman is on the show. I get it. By the way, I, I, I mean, I can only imagine how many times you spent time with him in Migdalar. I mean, countless times, right, I would assume. If you were writing a well, book. actually, we spoke on the phone a lot more uh, than in person. Cause re- he, he would, you know, he drives from Migdalar to Tel Aviv with Yushalayim. And a lot of times when he was on the road, uh, being driven places, he would call me, and that's when I would interview him the, on the phone the reason, while he was going places. The reason I'm asking or, 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 or assuming that is because there is nothing, and I'm sure you saw this at least once, there is nothing like walking around Migdalayimik with him and seeing, oh. the, and seeing the way people react to him. There's nothing like that. They kids, the kids idolize oh. him. They walk with him. They look up at him with these eyes like, you are Mashiach. Yeah, no question about it. Amazing. It's unbelievable. They Both look. I was amazing. with them in, in Migdal Amik, and it took us around. My wife said it was like getting a tour of the White House from the president. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Good comparison, but even more special, frankly. <laughs> All right, well, especially with today's president, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stay well and continued success. Thank you, Nachum. Bimatsliach. Thank you so much. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, the book is called Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. And uh, I am highly recommending it. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. When you use promo code radio, you get a nice discount and free shipping on no matter what you buy. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer's brand new book is called Reb Getzel. And you are listening to JM in the AM. <laughs>